This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of this Friday? Well, what I can tell you is Tony Rubleski is currently the president of Mind Capture Group. His message is designed to help people capture more minds and profits. He is an in-demand speaker who has given hundreds of presentations the past decade, a strategic business coach and global event promoter with over 20 plus years of experience in the personal development industry. His second book in the Mind Capture series went number one in three different business categories with Amazon.com and received stunning reviews from a wide range of leaders in marketing, sales, psychology, to academia and multiple New York Times bestsellers authors. His latest book titled Trailblazers, Leadership Lessons from 12 Pioneers Who Beat the Odds and Influence Millions, released globally on September 4th, 2018, and within 24 hours hit number one with Amazon.com in the business new release category. His work has been featured in various media outlets ranging from Toastmasters International Magazine, the Detroit Free Press, the Fox TV Network, ABC to CNN Radio, NPR, and Entrepreneur Magazine Radio. In addition, he has also served as a faculty member with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. For more information, Tony can be reached at mindcapture.com. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, my friend. How are you, Tony? Awesome. Uh, Good to hear from you, and I'm excited for this interview. We're going to have a good time. Well, I'm super excited. And you know what? We've had the the privilege of talking in the the past, and uh, you've always been somebody who I have thought the world of and I think you're doing amazing things I follow you quite closely and I just want to say it's it's such an honor to finally have you on the show and for sharing the gift of your time and your imparted wisdom here with the loyal listeners and the podcast subscribers so let's dive right in I, I'm always curious to find out first and foremost the inception of my guest journey because oftentimes whether it be humble beginnings or a catalytic moment that was more prefaced on desperation than passion per se, is what really catapults people into the trajectory of what they're now infamously known for uh, in social media, public figure land. So let's talk about what happened to you once upon a time that made this the journey that you chose to embark upon. Well, Lisa, thank you again for having me on. I, I think the, the, to start out with the interview, to grab our audience, first of all, I'd like to thank anyone listening, no matter what time and space they may be in. And I always tell them, grab a pen or a pencil or a notepad, because I want to give a lot of ideas that they can pick and choose from. But I think it goes back to a, a decisions that we make. Jim Rohn taught me um, face-to-face 25 years ago, almost to the day, um, the day that turns your life around. So I sat in a seminar with that great classic wisdom business philosopher at 22 years old, and I had to make some decisions. You know, I could have worked in in General Motors and the blue collar automotive lines. That's what my sisters, my father done. I'm wearing my grandfather's GM watch. So I could have took the blue collar out, had a great paying job and retired in 25, 30 years, or I could pursue this thing called entrepreneurship and to create and come up with ideas. Um, While at university here in the the Midwest, I went to Western Michigan, we weren't taught goal setting. 
We weren't taught the law of attraction, Lisa. We mm-hmm. weren't taught entrepreneurship. I would sit in my marketing classes by day, and at night I would read, you know, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, um, Jay Abraham, Dan Kennedy, some of the the classic legends of the marketing and sales arenas. Go back in the class the next day, ask questions, and the professors wanted to like throw the clipboard at me, like, "Where are you <laughs> coming up with us?" So I think the natural curiosity as a small child um, has never left me. And, um, you know, that goes back to different religious teachings from the Bible to other great works of spirituality is childlike curiosity. Mm -hmm. And it's always pushing the envelope. I was a rock musician in high school, um, claim to fame as we opened up for Green Day, my senior year of high school. So, uh, you know, it was fun now there in the Rock and Roll of Fame to have had that 15 minutes of fame. So creativity. Thank you. Creativity, writing music. Um, I know you have a lot of Canadian audience. I'm a huge geek of Rush and Bare Naked Ladies. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, you know, that creativity now flows into the work the last 20 years of, of creating and writing and teaching and speaking. So that natural evolution of take your gifts that are given from God and leverage them and know that it's going to be tough roads sometimes, Lisa. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have more time to get into it. But I think the curiosity just never left me from a child onward. And at times I can just sometimes be a goofball when I'm given a keynote or I'll play music or I'll start singing something um, because life is short and we need to be laughing every day. So how's that Absolutely. for an opening shot? <laughs> well, you know what? I love how succinctly you unpack that. And uh, I love your cadence because given how quickly you speak, we're going to be able to cover a lot of terrain in the 55 minute interview here. So you said a couple of things that I think are worth delving back into for the benefit of the listening audience and the podcast subscribers. So Based on from what you've described, you're obviously a bit of an anomaly in the family that you grew up in, and you deviated from the mainstream of what everybody elected to choose to do as their vocation, their journey in life. So were you embraced for that, Tony, or did you, did you encounter resistance as a result of, of going off on the beaten path? Well, it was both. It's a great question. I've never been asked, so thank you. Um, some family members thought I was completely nuts. Um, I love my sisters. I'm the youngest of nine. So there was a big family there. I was the caboose on the train. Um, I think they were more confused as if, why are you not taking the sure path? And um, on the flip side, I had a mom that was um, extremely supportive. Um, she herself in her 80s now still writes books. She's an advocate, works for social justice. So my mom has been one of my biggest heroes. You talk about a trailblazer. I call her an ass kicker. My mom has got the energy of a 20-year-old. And there's no fear in her. So I look at it and say, you know what? There's always the paradox. Some family will get you and some won't. And you still have to love them, Lisa. And I, I look at it that they meant the best. And um, they still don't really know what I do. They're kind of like, what do you do? <laughs> like, you know, I could show them a book or they see stuff on social media and they, they either don't believe it or they just kind of go, huh, okay. Well, you know, at least you're making a living. <laughs> so, um, I would say that the, the red carpet was rolled out with a lot of um, uncertainty and doubt from certain folks. But yet there was also some extremely great family members and friends that had been with me the whole journey and loved me unconditionally. So I'm very grateful for that. Beautiful, Tony. Well, the other thing that I want to delve into as well that you touched upon, and it's very near and dear to my heart, we're speaking the same language. And this is why when we talk about law of attraction, vibe attracting tribes. So all my children's books are premised on uh, rediscovering, reclaiming uh, your childlike spirit, because I believe it is. Yes, absolutely. And I never end my books with the end. It's always with the beginning, because you can't have ongoing downloads of of newfound information or being willing to shift the paradigm of your own thinking and eradicating yourself of false beliefs and false concepts that perhaps are no longer intuitively aligned with your way of thinking. Uh, So I love when you talk about curiosity. I love when you pair that uh, beautifully with the childlike spirit, because oftentimes as we get older, people become more entrenched in pessimism, or it's more about the bills, or it's more about the things. And it's like, okay, well, we're not here to just like pay bills and die people. And yet some people fall short of of that, uh, you know, that pivotal messaging. And life is so short, as you say, we don't, nothing's guaranteed. We don't know when we're going to be drawing our last breath. So why not capitalize on the miracle of of birth and life? Um, Amen. Absolutely. So let's talk about what living fearlessly means to you. You've clearly embodied that. You you know, you clearly are somebody who's committed to walking the talk. Um, But everybody who I interview here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald has their own version of what that looks like and how it applies to them. So what does living fearlessly mean to you, Tony? I think it's um, a universal 
question everyone should ask themselves is why am I here Mm -hmm. and what should I do with the time clock I'm given? So to me, it's finding your passion um, as soon as you can and being okay with the fact that you're going to be looked at maybe as kind of the crazy one. It's the old Nike ads from the 1980s where they show the great dreamers, the entrepreneurs. And I think if you look at right now, um, we're seeing, especially as we record this, Lisa, with the the world sort of being put on pause Mm. in a suspended state of animation. A lot of us, here's the good thing I believe out of many things from this, people are going to look back in the mirror and go, what do I want to do with what time I have left? And the sooner you can discover that, the more time you have to positively influence. I call it positive disruption. My goal every day is to positively disrupt thousands of people. It could be on my Facebook posts, Instagram, blogs, videos, books, Zoom calls, live teaching, touring. There's a variety of, of um, what I call marketing tactics to get out positive disruption. Here's what's fascinating. I know you can relate is people think you're kind of nuts. Like you're always happy. You're always positive. <laughs> you should, you know, what's wrong with you. And, um, you know, I know that particularly friends of mine around the world, different cultures are much more uh, passive. They're much more kind. They're much more reserved is the word I was looking for. So I get sometimes that, you know, you're, you're always happy and I'm like, why not? You wake up every day. And this is from Michael Singer's great book, the untethered soul. I've been mm-hmm. referring that thing out so much. I read it every day. No joke. And I go back through it and digest page by page. He says, you have a decision when you wake up each day, you can decide to be happy or not. Life really comes down to that. The challenge is the gray is called children. It's bills, it's in-laws, it's business partners, it's former business partners. It's someone that leaves you one negative comment, the social media sniper, he or she online, the other 99 comments of positivity, we, we tend to overtake them and think, well, okay, but the one sniper will get our, our game off if we let them. So I'm a big believer also too, that with positive disruption, you should be laughing every single day of your life. Humans are given that gift. I just posted something ironically this morning, Lisa, on Facebook about the power of laughter versus being angry. And um, the results are there. I mean, Howard, Dr. Siegel, his book, you know, The Power of Laughter, I I can't think that's the exact same name I'm paraphrasing, but um, Dr. Bernie Siegel's work on um, the power of humor, the power of laughter. And my God, you can go on your Facebook some days and just laugh for days. And And if your Facebook feed or Instagram feeds got you upset, Here's the deal, unfriend or block. Exactly. That might be the biggest revelation is utilize restraint. Also utilize choice. <laughs> it's a Absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. So. Well, I love everything you're saying. Again, everything you say is near and dear to my heart. We're, you're preaching to the preacher here because I very much underscore everything is a choice. Is it a choice that we're in this pandemic? No, but in terms of our outward attitude towards embracing it and also just you know everybody's looking not everybody wrong word but a good portion of of society is really looking at the inconvenience factor uh for being in this forced lockdown whereas i think how fortunate for all of us that we have got this time to put on the brakes and go okay let's recalibrate let's capitalize on things we once upon a time said we never had time for or we were too busy for so whether that means reading your books that have been sitting collecting dust on on your bedside table listening to good music as opposed to picking up the remote and and tuning into all the bad stats and all the bad news and 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 all of that that's really going to mess with your energy and your vibration i mean you know content is still going connecting with people unlike it connecting with people has ever happened in the past because again it was like oh i got to go to work or i'm in traffic i can't hop on the phone i can't do this i can't do that well there's no excuse now it truly is a choice whether we use to cap whether we choose to use this time to capitalize upon it and really embrace it for the opportunity that it is and we are going to be embarking upon a new normal we don't quite know fully what that looks like but who's strategically getting ready for that? Who's getting ramped up and invigorated for that? That is a choice. So I love that you, yeah. you're talking about choice. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. I think a big thing too, I'll make a bold prediction here. Um, and it may, it, depending on when that falls on someone's ears listening right now, um, mm-hmm. I don't think that we're built for social distancing. I, I, I'm almost tempted to write a manifesto the next two weeks because I, I could crank it out. 
um, what my soul has been telling me. We're built for social connection. Mm-hmm. Um, when we go into 21, God willing, I don't want to hear social distancing ever again in my life. Yeah. Um, we're built for deep connection. Certain things are obviously going to change. We know that. The crystal ball seems to indicate to me as a guy that speaks a lot of events, full disclosure, also host events, is the events I anticipate and see in my mind's eye are going to be better. There'll be better people there as far as they're going to enjoy it, appreciate it. Some will be scared away. That's okay. But I think events will come back stronger than ever. There may be fewer though, Lisa, because it's going to thin out the quality events versus just another event to go to. So I I just sit there and go, you know what? Um, I was walking with my my partner and her four girls the other night through the neighborhood here. And I said, I cannot wait until we get rid of the word social distancing from our vocabulary. We look back and laugh about it. Not the, the, obviously the COVID issue. That's a real um, medical problem. I'm just saying that we have to get back to living again. And um, it's just fascinating how much we have learned to live in fear versus living with optimism. And when you're out there uh, messaging that, you have to be aware of uh, and respectful. I also think that um, certain folks and in industries and many of your listeners, you're positioning to pivot. How do you want to pivot out? Mm-hmm. It's not about getting ahead to, you know, be like, I'm going to take everybody out and dominate. That's, that's not how I operate anymore. Uh, five, six years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm more of a detached, um, let it go type of entrepreneur that says, you know what, there's plenty here. Um, how do you create a new space? How do you go to a new blue ocean where someone hasn't thought of it? Um, if you're fear-based, you attract that, Lisa, you know this. Yes. If you're more of an abundance player, um, you can create opportunities or people are drawn to that because you're not taking, you're, you're a giver. It's um, Ivan Meisner from BNI, who I've interviewed a couple of times, Givers Gain. So I look at this um, moving ahead. No one can exactly predict. Only thing you can control is what you do each day and how you wake up in the attitude. Do you choose to be happy or not? Michael Singer. I go back to that great quote. Um, a lot of times I'm accused of being very simple. I'm absolutely okay with it. Um, I'm long over the fact doing this 15 years, full-time as a speaker, written many books, that I have to speak my truth in my soul. And it's always fascinating when people come up to me at the end of a live event and they're like, I didn't like you, but you know, I want to buy your book. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and, and it's not to be arrogant. It's to be confident. It's to be fair, but, but firm with a group to say, hey, these are my convictions. And also um, my political angle and thought process is, is I want people to have their own opinions too. If I'm out teaching and preaching, I darn well love freedom of speech at its highest level. Um, And I think you look at those of us that are in the personal development space, we're not conventional. We're we're sort of the crazy ones, as I indicated. Um, I love great debate where we walk away and we shake hands and and we we can hug each other, which will come again. We'll be able to touch each other Um, and just say, you know what? I respectfully disagree, but awesome. You've made me think differently. And it's all I can do when I'm speaking around the world is, is to get people to question and maybe think a little differently. You can't motivate me, son. Um, that's an internal spark that is set by the creator. And, and someone will know if they're feeling motivated or not. All I can just get them to question, to think a little differently. And if that leads them to the path of motivation, then I've done the mission. But um, when people say you're a motivational speaker, I said, no, I'm more of a positive disruptor. I will get you to think and question. But uh, motivation is a desire that's built within Love it. Love it, Tony. So let's talk a little bit about because, you know, and and correct me if I'm wrong, you're a bit of an A-type personality, correct? Yeah, but I've known okay. a lot the last few years. So yeah, it could be considered, you know, a dominant, you know, go, go, go type of A, but it's um, right. it's been more refined the last few years in my 40s now. Fantastic. And so as somebody who's committed to ongoing perpetual growth and development, both personally and professionally, you know, when you look back on the trajectory, because again, hindsight 2020 and uh, what you put your attention on grows stronger. So in your deep introspection, with you always being committed to elevating your level of self-awareness and, and, and really deconstructing, okay, I may have believed in that or signed up or subscribed to that ideology even like 15 minutes ago. But given my committed growth uh, and and moving forward all the time, I'm okay to change things. I'm okay to disagree even with myself. So, you know, what in your journey for everything I cited and plugging the bio at the top of the hour, what have you come to really unearth or really learn about yourself that perhaps you were oblivious to prior to embarking upon the journey that you have? Um, I think it hit me two different points, Lisa, and it's a great question. It was in the fall of 2010, and it hit me again in April of 2017. So there's a seven-year marker of two specific times. 
where literally I realized in this industry that's built on a lot of flash and you know, got to have the three houses and four helicopters and the money, money, a lot of the online marketers pitch that lifestyle is that's fine. Um, I'm a minimalist. I detached. Mm-hmm. I detached initially at 38 during my first divorce when all the money, the houses, the horses, all the debt was let go. And I got back into my early 40s and thought, you know what? I want to maybe do that again. And then I woke up in early April of 2017 and said, you know what? I, I, Lord, you know, my creator, I need to walk away from this. This is not making me happy. So I'm not anti-prosperity, anti-things um, or nice possessions. I just change. I'm sort of become the last few years the the minimalist motivation guy. And I wouldn't say motivation to contradict what I said, but um, I look at things more about quality of life now. Yes. And I'm grateful to have had, you know, the homes and the horses and the new cars. It doesn't do much for me anymore. And it's tricky when I book speakers at my events because sometimes they're so they're they're tilted in the old version of me. And I just go, huh, great. I, I respect your opinion. I'm not wired to go out and just make tons and tons of money because I know I could do it, mm-hmm. but I'd like to have more harmony at 47, um, to have a partner I could travel with, to have nice things, to have money in the bank, but not to have where I've got you know, this mortgage that I'm always stressed out about, this image of three new Mercedes Benz that I can't afford. Um, so that may sound shocking to some people. It's not um, very um, sexy in my industry. It's very taboo, mm-hmm. but I think you need you need to look at your own personal harmony. Uh, money is extremely important. Do not misunderstand me here. If it's the root of all you're driving for, it can be very destructive. Uh, in my 30s, I want to be the next Tony Robbins. I'm, I'm Tony Rubleski, the other Tony, as I often <laughs> joke about life. But um, it just didn't do much for me. I just thought, this is it. And when I got there, I was like, okay, I thought it'd be more fulfilling per se. And I think at this stage of life, I'd like to be able to share it with maybe the right partner. So Mm -hmm. there's been some different um, growth and adversity through those last seven or eight years, particularly from, you know, 2010, my first divorce to now where we're taping this in 2020. Um, I'm grateful for the wisdom. And I think it goes back to um, the minimalist in me that said, you know what, I've had former partners say you could live in a tent and be happy. Yeah, to an extent. I'm on the road a lot. My, My home is the road, Lisa. So Mm -hmm. believe me right now, I'm going nuts with not being out touring and (laughs) teaching. Um, Airport doesn't bother me. You know, you have to, if you're speaking and teaching, go meet with people. Um, A lot of speakers disagree. That's fine. I know I'm doing Zoom calls a lot right now, but I am excited and scheduling into the future speaking dates already because I know things will turn back on. Um, God has said, your mission is to go out and teach um, almost like a missionary. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'm the screwball that likes to go out and travel. But um, that to me is, is in many times my home is to be out serving others. Fantastic. Well, you're as good of a screw screwball as they come, Tony. Don't ever <laughs> Thank change. You. Don't ever change. And Too hard for that. <laughs> and I want to scale. I want to dial it back a little bit because you said something, and it's so so true. So you know, the higher up you go, perceivably, even from like an optic standpoint, but even within your own journey, within the realm of personal growth, personal development, uh, yeah, there are there is a contrast between the people who it's like, look at my jet, look at my Mercedes, look at my whatever. Um, But I think people who really, truly understand personal growth, personal development, it's really about authenticity. And I know that's another overused buzzword. And, you know, I I try to deviate now from using it too much. Um, But, you know, it really does go back to the core fabric of who you are. So anybody who's really professing or subscribing to personal growth, personal development, or professes to have anything in alignment with that particular industry, then they're going to know the glaring uh, hypocrisies attached to hype and all of that if one is just keeping up simply with the persona, right? If I'm in this realm of, of, of industry and sales and marketing and things of that nature, then for people to equate my success, it's going to have to be with the material objects that I can upload to Instagram. Well, no, that's not the truth, actually. It's like, what are you doing to truly inspire people to get on their path? What are you doing to empower other people to empower themselves? How are you becoming part of that human connection, domino chain effect that's going to create the legacy long Long after you go, you're gone, right? Who yeah. cares about what's sitting in your driveway or or what your mortgage payment is or your zip code? Uh, so I commend you on saying that. And I think people who are really authentic leaders, call it thought leaders, servant leaders, any other type of leader, 
um, they can very quickly discern the difference between hype and between legitimacy and credibility. I truly do. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing um, to, to echo off and build from um, authenticity is be you, be yes. real. And many times it takes years and different, um, you know, I would call them type A moments in your life where it's a you know, divorce, a cancer diagnosis, um, a, embezzling from a business partner, whatever people go through in life, those adversity points, um, they, they change your entire perception of what you thought was real. And I think by being real and being genuine, it makes life easier. Um, I'm on the road a lot. I, I have a, a nice little studio place that I have here in, in Michigan, but I'm not there very much. When I'm there, it's got a huge library. It's got Christmas lights. It's got my rocking chair. It, it, my son came over. He'll be 18 this year. And I moved in about seven months ago when I came back from the West. And he goes, Dad, you really are a minimalist. Because this is totally what I thought it'd be. You have all your books, you have your guitars out, you have Christmas lights, you have your rocking chair. Um, and I took it as a compliment not to say, hey, you need to model this, but it's a simpler way of life. It's okay with me. If I'm on the road a lot, I don't want to have the upkeep like I had in my prior life where I had you know, the big yard and the home and all the new cars. Um, I get to drive new cars all the time. They're called rental cars. I get to turn <laughs> them back in. I get to ride it yeah. off. So there's different ways I enjoy the, the tapestry of life to use things, not let them use me, Lisa. And mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people right now in this um, Corona world as we're taping this lockdown are going to question their stuff. Is it mm -hmm. worth giving all my, my thought energy and my income, my, my life units to pay for things that I can't really enjoy? Or do I maybe want to step back and reevaluate it and, and maybe downsize a little bit? So I don't want the audience to think that I'm anti-prosperity or items. I think it's just a personal um, growth thing where you hit a point and you say, what's the contribution I also want to make? Um, you can't take it with you. I mean, I have life insurance. I mean, we're going down some strange avenues here, but, um, you know, my kids know there's plenty there, but not, not enough for them to go out and want to put a hit on me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's one of those things that I just go, you know what, uh, we're here for such a short blip of time. Yes. Have fun, positively influence. If we have children and grandchildren and those that we do love our partners, that we, we have those memories we create with them. On your deathbed, you're going to flash back, and, and a lot of people have a way of spinning this. I think you're going to look back at all the great moments that relay through, and you go, man, I, I'm so grateful for that moment with my, my daughter at seven or with my partner in Hawaii. Um, you know, when I was on stage at that keynote, I got that standing ovation I didn't expect. Um, those are the, the replays or the, the reel of life I'd like to see. I'm not going to be like, man, I'm going to miss my house. I'm going to miss my car. Um, they were a part of the journey. But how you positively impact others with your words, your stories, your, your leadership, your um, ability to inspire them, that lives on long after the stuff. And, and I think there's a movement occurring. And again, these are just different writers that I, I, I'm in with that are into more minimalist thinking and spirituality, that once you get through the stuff, life really gets interesting. Absolutely. Well, Tony, you said something that really rung true for me, and this tells me all I need to know about you. So when you preface that you are a minimalist well that tells me the integrity and the congruency that's aligned with being in the personal growth personal development uh industry and and you really having established the legitimacy and the credibility attached to that because what does minimalist uh, imply in the abstract for personal growth personal development it's scaling back it's getting to the root core of who you are it's being integral with who you are it's you know peeling back the onion who are you what do you stand for what do you represent what will you go to the wall for and so when you say minimalist i couldn't think of a more uh, and it, you know this is the epiphany download that i'm just having as i keep hearing you say the word minimalist over and over again it's like you know you couldn't be speaking truer language in the personal growth personal development industry because and and again going back to what you said at the top of the hour in terms of you know inviting people to be curious to go back to their wondrous childlike spirit because when we were within our childlike spirit that's when we were richer that's when we mm -hmm. were richer Right. That's yeah. when we didn't. We weren't clung to all these things. It wasn't about attaching to things. And it, and back then, in our day, for our age, it was we made fun out of nothing. Yeah. Right. We, <laughs> That's like, true. We, we made fun out of nothing. I mean, it's a totally different genre now for our children and what they're growing up with, with you know, being entertained all the time and blah blah blah. But I mean, it, it's really going back to the grassroots and the humble beginnings of. You know, what does it mean to be curious? What does happiness mean? 
you know, and is it my definition or am I assimilating into someone else's version of what happiness is just to keep up with the status quo and the appearances of what seemingly looks good, right? Yeah. Well, at least I want to share something that um, just struck me. I, I don't often bring it up in a lot of interviews or podcasts, but um, with the state we're in now, um, everyone has people that influence you as you grow up. And I think this is definitely important as we're on this different type of thought track to explain maybe some frames of reference of why I think this way now. I've had four people um, in my life die at early ages. And I talk about this in my third book. It's called The List of Four. And I can tell you real quick, it's my father. He died when he was 46. I had another friend, Dan, die when he was 21. Another one died at 19. Another one died at 22. So those four people um, hit me in high school, college, and when I was 11 years old when my father died to let me know that life goes very quickly. It can be stuffed out when you least expect it, when you're young in the prime of your life. For my father, you know, I was 11 years old. I just turned 47. He was 46. And at midnight last summer, when I turned 47, I raised a glass at midnight and saluted him and said, Dad, I made it. And I, it's not to think that the boogeyman or the Grim Reaper is always over me, but this is Stoic philosophy for any Ryan Holiday or some of the other Stoic um, teachers, is that you act as if this could be it. And it's not to go out and live recklessly each day, but it's to give it the best you can every day, not knowing if you're going to make it uh, and wake up. So again, it sounds contradictory, but I would be remiss to say that's probably why I'm not as attached to at this age to the stuff, because I've seen how transitory and quick life can go. Yes. I, value the, I value the picture of my father, my grandfather's watch that I'm wearing right now from General Motors more than I do if they left me a million dollars. Because there's memories, there's stories. And I think, and I thank God at an early age I caught on, not because I wanted my friends and my father to pass, how quickly life can move. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always tell my children, you know, um, think for yourself and question everything. Yes. Um, always do please and thank you. Those are the magic words I taught them since they're little kids is magic words are please and thank you. Um, always go after what you believe in your soul that you're really into. Don't chase the dollars. So it's been interesting to watch my three children now at their 23, 21, and, and 18 this year, how they're going after more of their passion, but they're sometimes coming back and saying, well, I can make more money. And I'm like, well, just be careful that you can always make more money, but you don't have time. So it, it's fun to be able to teach my children because they, I'm just their dad, but they watch by example. So yes. to me, um, having looked at this, I think it comes down to is what type of quality of life and contribution do you want to have um, with your gifts? And if you are very, very blessed to have an, a material amount of abundance financially is how do you want to give back and, and tithe it? You're a steward. And this is going to, again, shock some people. You don't own anything. You're a steward of it while you're visiting for the short blip in time in the billions of years of time and space. You're here for maybe 60 to 90 years if you're lucky. That's it. Mm -hmm. So in the cosmos, mm -hmm. imagine there's the, the entire wall is the cosmos. You're not even a tiny grain of sand. doesn't mean your life is not valuable and has purpose. But to put it in perspective, to ground and humble every listener here is have some fun. Give back tithe properly, enjoy and give your gifts and go see the world because it's a quick, quick trip, Lisa. Yes, it Very is. quick trip. Yes, it is. Well, I just, I want to say, Tony, you have such a beautiful soul and you are so completely grounded. Everything you say resonates and penetrates uh, with who I am and the types of values I try to impart to my children, particularly when we're talking about the elusiveness of time. And, uh, and, and like you, I've got my own stories too, for near death mm -hmm. experiences, my own other people close to me at young ages. Uh, and I think it does something to us. It does something to our psyche, but it also, it really does impress upon us at a very young age. You know what? There's a huge lesson to be learned in that, you know, that's not for naught. It's unfortunate people. We, we have to say goodbye and lose people long before their time, uh, should be up, whatever the case may be. Uh, but there's a lesson within everything, you know, it, mm -hmm. you know, I look back on all the adversity in my life and, and this is also speaking on behalf of the people who I've interviewed over the last five years on radio and they'll all say the same, you know, I learned my deepest, most pivotal, most profound, most meaningful instrumental messaging from the hardships. It's always mm -hmm. been the hardships, not when things have gone well, not when everybody seemingly likes me or buys my stuff or gives me the standing ovation or whatever the case may be. It's what did I learn from that most painful experience that really got interwoven into the fabric of my character? How did I become a more integral person? How did I appreciate 
this essence, this gift of life that most people on a daily basis take for granted. And unfortunately, it takes something like a pandemic for people to wake up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I want to think of um, something. Yeah, I know you've interviewed him and worked with him like I have, Les Brown. Yes. Um, Les Brown, I, I just love that man. He just turned 70, um, which yeah. is interesting, or 75. I, but the point is, um, I made a goal back in 2006. I saw him speaking for like 3,000 people. 18 months later, I was going on after. Dr. Les Brown in Orlando, talk about a mind shift, and then spoke with him a couple years um, in a couple other events later on faculty at CEO space. We sat in the green room one day for half hour backstage, chit-chatting him and I, and Les taught me early on that the setback is the setup for the comeback. Yes. I know that sounds cliche, but sure. Les had, had Les had years and years where he was broke. You know, he was sleeping on his office. He couldn't pay his bills. People thought he was nuts. And I look at people like Les that are just good humans. But you know, long before they're doing the YouTube circuit and they're being the big stadiums and they're making the big fees, they sometimes have decades, Lisa. You and I know this of just hell, obscurity, yeah. one punch, body blow after another. And I look at them uh, and realize they're human. And it's fun when they reveal their their real selves, um, not the word authentic, but they they let it go and they're not afraid to share their setbacks. Um, I'm scheduled to speak at an event later this year, and I know what the date's going to change. It's called Failure Lab. So I want you to imagine it's the anti-TEDx talk um, where you go up and you have 10 minutes, just you under a white light, and you give one of your biggest failures and you, you tell the story and you don't give any lessons from it. You just go tell the failure and you walk off the stage Love and that. it's going to be tough. And I know what story I'm going to tell. I, I don't want to break it to your audience yet. Cause I haven't yeah. given this talk live. I'll give it one time, but I visualize, you know, my, my girlfriend partner in the audience, my children, my mom, and it's going to be very raw. It's to unlearn being a, a you know, a positive guy and share your biggest failure with no lessons in front of, you know, five, 600 people taped around the world. And that to me is a challenge. That's growth. It's not fun. It's going to be a, a very tough talk to give because it's so not in my nature. I have to unlearn everything I've been doing for 15 years full time and then go give up huge like failure. And then, you know, from that, I, I go down this thought track is I'm safe and okay to tell the story now. And it's not going to be easy. It's something that happened seven years ago, right around now. Um, there's a couple other things that the promoters want me to talk about, but it, I'm not ready to tell it because there's my family's involved. My children would be like, dad, seriously. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um, I think there's a lot of wisdom and adversity and it will be very interesting to see the reaction. But um, the big breakthroughs coming back to the original point, often in life are when we're pushed against the wall. Imagine listening, if you hit all your goals, if there was no challenge. If there was no contrast, no variety, no adversity, no doubters, no haters, you'd get bored. Yeah. So I know that Jim Rohn, we mentioned him earlier, taught me many years ago as a puppy in the business, is you take um, frustration and you flip it into fascination. Mm. And it's difficult to do. And in social media, especially, it's probably the best attitude to go, huh, interesting opinion there. Wow, I'm fascinated by that. Because if you don't watch it, people can trigger you and, and really throw you off your game because you're reacting, not responding or choosing not to even respond. Mm -hmm. So I, I just look at every day and say, wow, um, look at right now, Lisa, as we tape this, how humbling. Every person's life for the most part has been put kind of on hold. Yes. And we're all kind of going, okay, what can we still do? Mm -hmm. So I look at the fact that we're, we're doing interviews like this. We're still out there teaching. Um, we're still thinking ahead. We have hope, vision. Um, I know it sounds maybe cliche, but go back to your goals. Write down your gratitude list each day. Mm -hmm. Those are solid um, universal principles that work in good times and in, in challenging times like we're in right now. Uh, I still dream. I still laugh. I still have goals. Some of my goals got changed like yours did, Lisa, like everybody else listening. <laughs> The human race will move through. And again, we will be, I believe in our core, we're learning, we're socially designed to be with each other. Distance? No. This experiment is not going well. We know there's parameters we don't fully understand that we have to, but I can't wait to be hugging people, to see them at live events, to give them a high five, to shake their hand with joy. Um, because out of this, there's going to be a lot of epiphanies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love what you shared. And I wish I was in the audience to hear your uh, <laughs> upcoming event. I hope I, I imagine that's going to be taped somewhere. It's going to go viral somewhere. I, I really we'll get you an invite, my friend. Well, hopefully okay. we'll be in the audience. 
Okay, fantastic. And I love that you talked about that because, again, that just impresses upon what I said prior to you leading up to that was, you know, it is, and again, Les Les Robbins, Les Brown, Tony Robbins, all these people, you know, these iconic people, it, you know, let's go back. Let's not focus on their success and how many hundreds of books they've read in multiple different languages, et cetera, et cetera, and how many millions of fans and followers they have. You know, the reason why people resonate with these people and the reason why people resonate with you, Tony, and the reason why you're near and dear to my heart and why you're on the show is because you bear all, right? And mm-hmm. and that's how you get people to fall in love with you and it's not to be contrived it's not to be uh fabricated or to emotionally manipulate people but it gives people license and permission to do the same because being a human being we're not infallible we all have things that we are not proud of we've all had to overcome adversity uh we've all had moments where we've had to like do the work on shame guilt whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be um But it's the foibles that we have, that we're transparent about, that we're verbal about, that people go, you know what? I might not be able to relate to Tony, the author and the sought out speaker and the leader and the mentor and the coach and all of that. But because he shared what he shared, which might have put him or cast himself in an unfavorable light, I can relate to that. And that's where I currently sit within the juncture of my journey, where I want to continue to aspire uh, to show up as the best improved version of myself, which means I've got to give myself permission to forgive myself and to move on, right? To move Amen. on. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and the thing is too, you know, for all the people who I've had on the show, the acclaimed people like the Les Browns, like the Brian Tracy's, like the Deepak Chopra's, you know, for people who are truly, truly walking their talk when it comes to personal growth, personal development, they don't when they when we talk about uh, Maslow hierarchy of needs and we talk about self actualization. There's no hierarchy of us and them or superiority versus inferiority or I'm up here and you're down there. It's not about that. And so, regardless of other people's notable success or being a household name, they're the first people to say. Don't get caught up in that. I wasn't mm-hmm. that once upon a time. Oprah wasn't what Oprah's recognized to be as today, based on where she came from with discrimination and sexual abuse and all that stuff. She talked about it, right? She yep. made things that were seemingly taboo, comfortable, so as to break other people's silence. That's leadership. Well, you're, you're right. And I, there's a slide that I show. I'm going to post it on your wall when we're done with the interview here. And just, you can share it if you see value. It says simply this, it's my final slide I give to most of my keynotes. Never downplay the significance of your own life story and the positive impact it can have on others. Yes. You, you're, we're all the same. We're all going to check in and we're all going to exit. And what you do during that window is up to you to decide. Um, this may sound strange, but it's a great equalizer. If you went on 100 years from now or 200 years from now, no one's going to remember us, our name. Mm-hmm. They may remember the the stories, the positive impact we had, that ripple effect through our multiple generations down through our great, great, great grandkids or for an auntie, uncle with our nieces and nephews. Um, unless you are like a president or a prime minister, or maybe the Beatles, um, we're all on the same ship together. And I think that's the great humbler that um, we do have value, <clears throat> that less is no, no better than you or I, Lisa. That's uh, right. Brian Tracy is no better than you and I. And when I've interviewed them as well, they tell me things off the record that I'm like, wow, um, not to withhold anything, but they've been through it. Some of my serious mentors I mentioned in the beginning of the interview had been to hell and back. Mm-hmm. And it's made them able to serve more because they can relate to more people. Um, the flash and the hype is very fad. It's very substance. That's always going to be there. There's always the trend in the flavor of the month, particularly in our industry, personal development. And it's always interesting, uh, not because I ever wish them to crash and burn, but you see different people that stick around 5, 10, 20 years in the business, the progressions of their growth, how they change yeah. as a person, as a human being in life. And um, they, they, be, they, they're evolving. They don't just stay static. So um, I know we've kind of gone down a very esoteric road in the interview, but this is fun for me. Uh, you That's know, if people want to learn more, I have the books. I have live events, but Absolutely. we're having a conversation over a cup of um, Timmy Hortons here, <laughs> a cup <laughs> of coffee, a virtual meetup. And, um, 
you know, it's just, it's fun to be comfortable in my own skin now at this age and progression of life. In my thirties, I look at photos when I'm next to less or on stage and I, I was trying to be someone I wasn't. That's okay. I didn't know any better. I was not aware yet. And I look at the growth and, and letting go of things, but also gaining new insights. And to me, um, the spiritual growth is what I'm really into now. It's not to throw it out there as a badge to protect ego, but it's to be curious about life, how it works in general, because it's a never-ending classroom. It's always fascinating Absolutely. to me, Lisa. Absolutely. Well, what I love about you, Tony, is you always show up as a student of life, right? It's it's not the egoic hiding behind, I am a leader, I am a guru, I am this, I am that. Those are the labels that perhaps people have assigned to you because they see mm -hmm. you in that regard and they, you know, they have immense respect for you, as do I. But going back to what you said about, you know, the conversation having deviated to more esoteric, well, that's who I am and that's who you are. This is real. We talk about mm -hmm. real things because we're real people and we're about depth and breadth and substance. And that's the kind of call it content. That's what's going to that's what's going to resonate with people. They're going to remember the substance of what you and I spoke about, not just focused on the fact that you're the successful multi-author who's regularly sought out for speaking engagements. So I'd like to think that we've, you know, encapsulated everything so as to do you service here. But I do being cognizant of time, Tony, and you're always welcome to come back because for Thank your you. yes, and because for your fierce commitment to growth uh, and perpetual development, you're always going to have new things in which to talk about product services or insights so um, where can people buy your book where can people reach out to you for an initial consultation or just to find out more about you in a one-on-one -on -one private type session um, well thank you again I, I think it's really easy to find me on Facebook you can go to mind capture uh, that's my business page or you can look up my name Tony Rubleski uh, my main web page to really get more of an, an idea of something maybe to, to help you is you go to mind capture group com Again, mindcapturegroup.com. Um, I think it's definitely worth letting your, your audience know I don't do a lot of one-to-one -one anymore. I do a lot of touring. I write a book. I write a book per year. I do speaking. I do an annual event called the Mind Capture Boot Camp. So it's not that I don't want to help people, but um, to be able to write a book and tour and do an annual event, um, I've had to say selectively no. So there's ways to access me, the books. And on Facebook, you know, I post every day. If I don't, people are like, are you okay? We want your stuff. I know. So I get I'm that still, too. Did I'm you still die? <laughs> yeah, I'm still accessible. But um, the one-on-one -on -one has gotten trickier. And it's a decision that I may change down the road. But that's why I do certain things. Um, I go out and meet people. And then I'd have an annual event where they come to me. And then also, too, um, I do an online coaching program for speakers and authors. That's all video-centric. We're it's a very low membership point. People can dive into it on their own, but I have a lot of veteran speakers and newbies and authors that want me to work with them. So they go there where I coach via video that's all taped and do a once a month interview type of um, Q&A. So I'm grateful for that. But also, you know, um, I, I just love to keep learning and growing the network. So, you know, I have Instagram page at Tony Rubleski, but probably the best way to find out the full range of what I'm up to now is just go to the website, mindcapturegroup.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I'm really grateful. We unpacked a lot here. You are a very good speaker. I mean, I've interviewed a lot of people who are really notably known for being speaker. You're like top of the top. You should be very proud of yourself. Um, I'm but glad I could I help. Oh, absolutely. And such an important message, everything, all your messaging is, is equally important. And I know that uh, the listening audience and the podcast subscribers will derive as much benefit and meaning out of what you've had to share with us so generously today as what I have. Um, but if we could, if the listeners could only have one particular takeaway from all the yummy stuff that you shared with us today, what would you want to impress upon them the most as being the biggest takeaway? of your message here today, Tony. Get after right now. Um, yeah. We're not promised tomorrow. And I know it seems like you might have this crazy goal. Um, time waits for nobody. And, and, and the old, you know, cliche statement, the journey of a thousand steps begins with one. It is so profoundly true. Mm -hmm. um, so get after it. Don't delay. If you've got an idea right now that maybe you're, you're stuck in lockdown as you hear this, um, you know, say, you know what? Why not? why not go after it? Why not start writing page one of my book? Why not start making um, a presentation I can give at my local Rotary or my Toastmasters club? It's those first steps that have that ripple effect that many years down the road, future pace with me, go out and I call it future pace. See yourself looking back at yourself 10 years from now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, every day is a gift, but you've got to get going now. Uh, if you wait for when you feel like at least you and I know you'll never do it. You'll you never do through. it. And um, that's, that's probably the simplest advice, but it's proven. I utilize it every day. And um, there are some days I get three things done on my checklist. It's better than not doing those three and, and saying, well, I'll wait till tomorrow. No, get after it right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a pivotal Im- imperative message. And I know that's going to land. So thank you for imparting that as long with everything else that you did so generously here today on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, Tony. And the other thing that I'm going to say too, is I love the why not, because oftentimes everybody in our realm of business, it's like focusing on the why. And I'm not saying that the why doesn't hold special space for really tapping into you know, refining or figuring out the clarity one needs to know how to put the first foot in front of the other for going forward for whatever the vision is they hold for themselves. But I always say, why not you? Why not Mm -hmm. you write that book? Why not you take that stage? Why not you? Right? You don't get unless you ask, Lisa. Ask more every day. Ask more of the universe of people around you and you'll be shocked what happens on a pleasant note. Absolutely. And if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. And that's a choice. Absolutely it is. So my friend, unfortunately, we got to close out here. But again, you always have an open standing invitation to come back to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. It would be my honor and my pleasure to reinvite you back on to share what additional yumminess you have that you're birthing (laughs) from here until then. Uh, But to my listening audience, I want to thank you as well for the gift of your time. I don't take that lightly or for granted. Really highly encourage you to check out uh, Tony. And once the podcast is is uploaded, uh, you know, this is how people are ingesting their content. You know, pause, get out your pen and paper, take notes. Tony has been very gracious in offering free advice here that oftentimes he charges people for. So, Take the notes, reach out to Tony, find out where you can see him, find out more about him. And I'm very clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Until next Friday, when we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest, I wish you safety, healthiness, and continual uplifting. All my love and gratitude to you as well, Tony, to you and your family. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.